Hey friend, welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. And as you can tell by the name, Cup of Chels is because I'm obsessed with coffee. But more than that, I am so passionate about giving you a weekly dose of inspiration and uplifting encouragement. You can also be sure to chime in to interviews and conversations with some amazing people. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in to today's show. Hey there, welcome to episode number 22, where we are talking all things about naturopathic hormonal imbalance and just overall wellness for women with the amazing Dr. Jen Hardy. Dr. Jen and I connected on Instagram and she is just fabulous. I can't wait for this interview to start. So here we go. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Chels, for having me. This is amazing. I'm so excited. Yay, good, good. Well, why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and your business and what it is you do? Yeah, okay. So currently I practice in Ontario, Canada. I am one and a half years out into practice. I started naturopathic medicine I don't know. I just I took time off after my undergrad and I decided that naturopathic medicine was the way I wanted to go. I had always been interested in anything natural health, but I just didn't fully align with uh, conventional medicine. So I I knew there was an alternate way of uh, practicing medicine. So yeah, I've been in school for so many years that being out and starting my practice has just been crazy, but like so amazing. That's awesome. And can you just explain for those of us that don't really understand what naturopathic medicine is, can you just kind of explain a little bit more about it in detail? Yeah, absolutely. So we're trained in the same way that you would in conventional medicine. So we're going to be going through all the different body systems, uh, learning how to properly diagnose and do testing and rule out conditions. The only thing is, is that we approach things in a more holistic way of seeing things. So we spend more time with the patient. We have an hour appointment as our initial. We go through a really detailed history to kind of understand how your body came up with these symptoms because symptoms don't just arise out of nowhere. They're they're signals to saying like, hello, something's going on. And we want to uncover where it went wrong and get to the root of the problem. So we don't want to just be suppressing symptoms because that's not actually getting to the issue. We did... Uh, all that as well. But then we also learn everything like the different modalities. So like herbal medicine, homeopathy, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, we have all these different modalities that we use in practice. So every one person isn't going to suit the same. One person would respond better to homeopathy versus another person would respond better to more nutraceuticals and herbal medicine. So it just gives us a more diverse way of approaching everybody in their health. Oh my gosh, that is so fabulous. And I just, I feel like I try to avoid going to the doctor at all costs and more so just because 
A, it's like super expensive, but then there's a lot of times when I just don't feel like I have a relationship with my doctor and it's just like, I'm going in, they're telling me, you know, asking me straight away what my symptoms are. And then it's like, write a prescription and I'm just a believer in that. So what you're telling me and like having this whole hour long, you know, session to really dig deep and get to know what the symptoms are so you can, you can treat the root cause of it sounds fabulous. And just like, what a beautiful way to help people live their best life. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we see more and more now is that like, we look at conventional medicine, and absolutely, it has its place. Like if I was to break my arm, I'm going to the hospital, and I want to be taken care of in that way. But a lot of the chronic conditions just are missing the link of better understanding the root cause. So that's what we we try to get to. I know a lot in the States, there are medical doctors that have been trained in alternative therapies, and they are naming themselves functional medical doctors. But it's the same in a way, like a naturopathic doctor, same approach to health as a functional medicine doctor. That's awesome. Oh man, this is so exciting. I love, I love about all this stuff. (laughs) So I know you touched on it a little bit, but just kind of, if you could walk us through and, you know, tell us a story of how you got started into your business and going, going to work for yourself and just falling into this naturopathic approach. Yeah. So in my undergrad, I, I did health science as my undergrad and I wasn't sure what avenue I wanted to get into. I was thinking like, okay, do I want to do medical school um, and be an MD? Do I want to do nursing? Do I want to do physiotherapy? There was just so many options. And I kind of was always interested in, like, I was the person that was like looking up different herbs and being like, what is this? This is so interesting. And I would start taking things that like my roommates would be like, what are you taking now, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) And at one point I was taking actually uh, maca, which is one of my favorite herbs to work with for females. And I remember my roommates being like, have you taken your happy pills yet? (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, I always kind of was drawn to understanding that like, there's more to health and how we manage conditions in the body and that it just didn't really sit well with me to be taking birth control for (laughs) however many years and not really understanding why I'm taking it or why I'm feeling so horrible on it. So I just got really into like women's health as I went through naturopathic medicine and being like, wow, it's really, we don't really get the answers that we need to understand that we don't operate the same as males. We we went, run on a 28-day cycle and we're different every single day of our cycle. So we shouldn't be expected to show up the exact same way as males who have like a 24-hour cycle. <laughs> so it just kind of got me more interested in the hormonal route. And definitely in naturopathic medicine, you can focus on different things and have different clinical focuses. So if you want to focus more on oncology or whatever it is, Lyme disease, like there's different ways to streamline your clinical focus. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Yeah. I've, um, so we have been, this is like my personal story is we, my husband and I have been married for going on six years and I would have gotten pregnant like 
the day we got married, but we decided to wait for a little while to start trying and we're still trying and, you know, nothing's happening. But one of the approaches that I started taking was just introducing more herbs into my system, more vitamins and maca powder was one of those that I would add to my smoothies. Do you have any favorites that you can recommend maybe to the listeners that, you know, want to find some more balance with themselves or just feel better, or maybe some for energy, just some like general tips or where they can even go to like get supplements? Yeah, there's so many options. <laughs> I know you guys in the States have a lot more options and crazy amount of accessibility to different supplements. But in terms of starting out for like hormonal balance, just tracking your cycle and starting that way is really important and just listening to that. In terms of different herbs, like one of the best herbs is ashwagandha that I use with most of my patients. It's a very gentle herb, but it helps with um, the adrenal aspect of things. And a big connection to like our hormonal balance is our adrenals, which is like our stress organ. So we're just constantly stressed if it's like environmental exposures, daily stress, like too much going on at once that that's going to throw things off with your hormones. So just getting your stress under control can be a first um, step that's amazing. And different herbs for that are ashwagandha. I use licorice root a lot. A lot. That one is amazing at keeping our cortisol in the active form. So then we're not having to constantly output more cortisol. Yeah. So those are different like adaptogenic herbs. So that's what the the word is ended up adaptogen. Oh my gosh. That is so great. I actually, I started drinking, I, I'm a huge coffee advocate, <laughs> ordering the Four Sigmatic, which they have the adaptogenic coffee and one of them has the ashwagandha in it. And yeah. I, really, I really love that. And I'm just a guinea pig anyway. Like tell me something's going to work. I'm like down to try it all the time. And I want to go back to what you talked about this 28 day cycle. I've heard it before described as like for women, you know, our cycle, the 28 days almost being like different seasons. If we think about it as different seasons throughout the year, can you just kind of explain that a little bit better to the women listeners out there that haven't really, you know, we know, yes, we have a 28 day cycle, but just how our hormones can fluctuate throughout that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's like the biggest thing is getting women to understand that and get more in tuned with that cycle because it creates such a like so much power, right? Because mm -hmm. if you understand why you're feeling this way, then you don't hold that shame or that guilt of being like, I just don't feel like doing whatever it is because maybe you're probably in your luteal phase where you're you're not going to feel getting up and being social. So we'll just walk through kind of how your body works. So day one is the first day of your menstrual bleed. So your period, everybody's cycle will be different between 21 to 35 days is what's considered normal. So average of that is 28 days. If you're past 35, then it's likely that you had an anovulatory cycle. So you didn't ovulate. So the first half of your cycle is your follicular phase. I always think starts with an F, so it's first half of cycle. And that's where you're going to be having a higher amount of estrogen. And then you're waiting till ovulation. So we say ovulation is around 14 days, but 
it can be a little bit like shorter, a little bit longer, depending how long that follicular phase is. So the only part of your cycle that usually won't change too much is your luteal phase. So that's between 10 to 16 days. Um, so that's all after ovulation. So what happens is in the follicular phase, we have these little follicles in our ovaries and they are building up through the cycle. And then estrogen gets built up from the follicular. So FSH stimulates the follicles to build up estrogen. Estrogen is what makes us feel more social. It makes us feel more sharp. So you'll also see in menopause when we're having really low estrogen that women will feel you know, brain fog and they just don't feel like they're on their A game anymore because they're that estrogen. So the follicular phase is when our estrogen goes higher, then we ovulate. And when we ovulate, we are releasing the corpus luteum, which will make progesterone. If you don't ovulate, you don't make progesterone as mm. like you need that high progesterone, which is in your luteal phase. And that progesterone, it, which makes us feel calm, it makes us feel like it gets us a good sleep. So in our luteal phase, we can have progesterone being not as high as it would. And that can make us feel a little anxious. And, you know, especially if we didn't ovulate and we didn't have progesterone. So and then we're going to feel more anxious. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm captivated. I'm just like listening, like intently here. And I'm yeah, like- yeah, there's so it's so much. And, and once you really get a grasp of it, and you dig into it deeper, you understand of like, okay, that makes sense. Like in my follicular phase, that's when I want to go out. I want to be social. I feel like doing all these things. And then the luteal phase, that's more when we're feeling introverted. So we want to like kind of stay in, watch a movie, you know, do things that are more personal. And that's when we can also dig deeper into like our personal growth and like introspectively, because that progesterone kind of gives us that feeling of introspection. Oh man. And I think that that's why, like, it's so important for us to track our cycles too. And to, I'm a big for journaling. So like in my journal before and something I need to get back into, especially now after talking to you, it's like just reminding me how important this is, but tracking our cycle with our emotion. So it's like, okay, well now I know I'm in my follicular phase. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know I'm here. So this is when I maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but have more energy and I'm more creative and be more engaged on my social media, for example, and like Absolutely. for that are out there. And then in the luteal phase. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no notes even. <laughs> too, you know, I, I think it's important for women to understand, and I know you touched on this, but like you said, remove the shame and remove the judgment and take this time to, you know, figure out, okay, what's going on. I've also heard it's a good time to, this is when you can plan out for the next, you know, 28 days. And also to not overcommit yourself for that point in your cycle, you know, absolutely feeling excited and wanting to be social. And then you're making all these commitments when you know, okay, in the luteal phase, that's when I'm going to be wanting to just get comfy and Netflix and chill. So, you know, don't, don't say no. And I think that that's so important. I'm so glad that we talked about this too, because 
I just learned about this maybe last year. So it it's not something that gets talked about often. No, it really doesn't. And it's so nice to be able to remove that shame because mm-hmm. like I know when I'm in my luteal phase, I do just want to like be more introverted and don't even feel like showing up all the time. And that's okay because if we're aware of that, then we can say and have boundaries around those things, right? Instead of just being expected to show up the exact same way every single day. That's just exhausting. It's it's exhausting to feel like we have to put that pressure on ourselves too, you know? So, oh man, I, I'm so glad we talked about this. That's so cool. So right now in your practice and then with COVID and everything going on, how are you handling patients? What has this like transition looks like for you? Yeah, so it's definitely slowed things down a bit. I'm still seeing some patients through telemedicine and I'm more just managing patients and I do things to like, we're just improving health. So it's not an emergent thing, but just managing patients, checking in with people through email and just staying connected in the best way. And really taking time for me to kind of reshift my business because I started and I got really busy in practice. And as much as I absolutely love seeing my patients one-on-one, it was taking a little bit of a toll. So I'm just starting to kind of reshift of how I would like to practice and show up and serve. So I'm starting to do some online stuff and build out some programs and just do more creative things that kind of light me up so I can have a little bit more balance. So that's kind of how it's been for me. I've definitely appreciated uh, having an ability to kind of step back because January to March, it was insanely busy. So I was feeling a little in over my head in a sense, but it was, it was great opportunity to learn and yeah. Yeah. You know, it's such a beautiful, like silver lining perspective of it, right? Like being so busy, I'm sure was able to like help with finances and stuff. And then now you're able to, okay, what is it that I really need? And when you show up for yourself best, then you can show up for your clients even better. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's too like super important to really revisit my entire business structure and say like, okay, is this doable for the next however many years in my life? Like, do I have the ability to scale? And unfortunately, that's what kind of pulls people away from doing one-on-one is that that, mm-hmm. that ability gets really lost and, and you will burn out. Nobody's a superhuman. And <laughs> especially right. if down the road, I want to have children and kind of do that with things. Um, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, it's, it's good, good time to kind of restructure things in my business. Good. Well, and in the same frame of thought and talking about business and scaling for the future, what do you see for yourself in your business or how your practice even as a whole looks like, you know, five years out, kind of what's your goals and what are you planning for? (laughs) My five-year goals. Okay. So (laughs) yeah, I have some big, big goals. And every single time I tell something new to parents or friends, they're like, all right, well, take it one day at a time. (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) I have everything written down. I kind of have an idea of what I want. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, for right now, I've just kind of 
of rebuilding a brand uh, to have like an online platform where I do have all geared towards women's health. So some courses in there, some programs. So people have like an area where they can feel connected and understand this stuff, right? And then from there, also creating different products. So a tea company, maybe a skincare line, like there's so many different things I want to get into. And yeah, so having that is kind of like the goal of just having a separate brand that is an online platform and then also doing my one-on-one practice as well. Yeah. And well, and I think that that's so important to maybe have like kind of a home base online where people can go to educate themselves, but you know, like with courses, but also go to like, get that one on one perspective from you. And then, you know, if you when you develop these new products and things too, to just have it all in one place, plus like a communal aspect, I think that that's huge. And as women, especially in the community aspect too, it's so important for us to support each other. And especially when it comes to, you know, our hormonal health, because I feel like there can just be this stigma of women and, you know, maybe we're being irrational or a little crazy or over emotional or whatever. I know for me, I'm, I'm a pretty emotional person and <laughs> I've gotten my emotions in check over the years, but, you know, just being able to relate to other women when it comes to that in a safe space. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like all these different platforms that we've had created, it's, it's amazing that like, even this, like you're in Texas, I'm in Ontario and we can just connect and have a conversation. And it's just so important because we no longer have to feel isolated or kind of in our own experience without being able to relate to somebody else. Cause yeah, it's, it's easy. It's easy enough for that to happen and for people to feel frustrated with their health. I know I've been there, so it's yeah. nice to kind of understand it and share it to other people as well. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me what is the, like one of the favorite things about what you do? My favorite thing, honestly, is just being able to connect with another human and really get deep into like what's coming up. Like the things I learned so much about my patients, like every single day, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's fascinating. And I like (laughs) hold back. I'm like, okay, maybe don't don't tell them that. But it's just like, I am so fascinated with the human experience and just the human body. And, and every single day I, I learn something new and I'm just always wanting to learn and reading books and listening to podcasts. And I think that's what we're supposed to be doing here. I think we're supposed to be learning and having lessons and growing. And yeah, that's what I feel like is amazing to be able to have that in my practice and have it as my job to feel. Yeah, great. I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm just like, I mean, we are in the information age and I am just obsessed with learning as much as I can. Like there are days when I feel like I can't consume enough, you know, I'm so curious about a ton of stuff. So with that, like, tell me, is there anything that you're currently curious about whether or not it's in your field or just, you know, a hobby or anything like that? So for me, I am a very much personal growth type of person as well. So I'm doing all of the 
listening to podcasts about manifestation and like the spiritual aspect of things. I have very, very strong intuition and I'm trying to strengthen those skills as well. So specifically being a claircognizant, clairsentient and clairaudience. So for me, that's just been a different learning curve. <laughs> like, I do want to get into like personal stories of what I'm talking about. So for me, over the years, it started like eight years ago where I was, my sister was pregnant with her firstborn. And I kind of had made a comment of like, she was getting agitated and like, when is this baby going to come? I was like, haha, not till next Saturday. And she was like, what's wrong with you? Why do you want me to be miserable? Like he's way overdue. (laughs) And I had no idea where it came from. I just said it. And then he was born on Saturday, the next Saturday. And then it just kept happening. And then as I got into it, I was like, why am I so easy to be able to connect to an unborn? Like it was just so easy for me, specific dates, specific times. And it was just like, my sister kept being like, keep learning about this. Like keep figuring it out because you're creeping people out, but it's amazing. (laughs) I love it. I'm like sitting over here. I wish you could see. I have chills all over. Right now. Just like, so fascinating to yeah. me. Also, that side note on like experiencing chills. I I was like looking into something and, and when we experience chills, it's when we hear truth, right? Ooh. So when we hear something that's like so rawly true, that's when our body will create that like visceral reaction of like, that's true. Like, that's truth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I've just been kind of working with that and kind of understanding, okay, like I, I do hear things sometimes and it's not coming from an egotistical, Mm -hmm. it's not coming from a thought pattern. It's coming from something that's so quickly just aligned, like a, a download. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying to work with that. (laughs) I mean, it fascinates me the exact same amount as it fascinates someone else who, like my friend who just had her baby in January. And she was like, (laughs) girl, I don't know what you got going on. But wow, that's crazy. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I think we need to get you back on and just have a conversation about all of this stuff. Like I am so into it right now. And, you know, my husband will just look at me sometimes. I'm like, I know it's a little woo woo, but just (laughs) it's like bringing me so much joy. And it's just this whole other world. But we are so much more powerful than we lead ourselves to believe. And it's when we start learning and really start digging into that and figuring out how to even listen to our intuition and to trust it that amazing growth just unfolds for us. So I, we will definitely stay connected and we can talk more about this um, in a later date. I'd love to get you back on and just dive deeper. I think that would be Yeah. Well, (laughs) I am just so grateful that you've been on the show. This has been such a blast. I've learned so much from you and I know our listeners are going to get so much value out of it. And can you just tell us where they can connect with you and get to know you and just learn all the things? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at uh, Dr. So Dr. Jen with one N Hardy and that's H-A-R-D-I-E. 
sorry, that's complicated. No, that's perfect. perfect. And yeah, I'm also on Facebook as well with that same handle. My website is jenhardy.com. And yeah, and I'm building out a new website right now, but that'll come down the road. Well, I can't wait to see all the goodness that is coming out and just the new forms that your website's going to be taking and everything. And I am just, like I said, I'm so grateful to have you on and for this new friendship that we've built. And I just can't wait to keep connecting with you, girl. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Joe. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chels. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.